Welcome to Sailorville's weekly podcast. My name is Stephen Moore, and I am the Engage Network church planting resident. And I am here with a man who needs no introduction, but would you please introduce yourself anyway? I am Chuck DeClean and used to be at Sailorville for a number of years and now am at New City Church working as the outreach pastor there. We just want to have a, a brief and hopefully helpful conversation about the topic of fasting. And I'll be honest, right up front, we're kind of starting with the assumption that faithful followers of Christ will occasionally and sometimes even regularly fast. And I think the reason we can make that assumption is just a couple scripture passages here in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, Jesus says, And when you fast, here's some things you shouldn't do. And he says, But when you fast, here's some things you should do. And then over just a couple of chapters uh, in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus is challenged by the disciples of John that his disciples don't fast. And Jesus says they can't fast while the bridegroom's here. And he's talking about himself. Mm -hmm. But he says, but the day will come when they will fast. The day will come when the disciples will fast. And that is when the bridegroom is absent and before his return. And we would agree that we're in that period right now, right? The bridegroom is gone. We're waiting for him to come back. Yeah, and I would agree. What's interesting about fasting, in my experience as an early believer and being in a good church that still sought to to win people, I never heard fasting talked about. I did hear it in a conference, and it, it, it interested me, but I really didn't follow through on any type of a regular basis. Finally, when I ended up going to a larger church, that was very um, focused on winning people, they had what they called a fisherman's club. And I thought, that sounds interesting. And and they said one of the prerequisites to be a part of that club is you have to go out at least once a week and you have to fast one day a week. What? You know, it was new to me. And so I um, uh, began to fast for the first time in my life on a regular basis. And it was a change, but it really introduced me to this whole practice of fasting. Hmm. So I enjoyed that. Well, let's start very basically here. Let's just start with the question, what is fasting? And uh, there's a great resource that Sailorville Church has put together. And this little Bible study uh, called More Like Jesus, A Disciple's Guide to Spiritual Growth, gives us this definition. definition. Uh, Fasting is voluntarily abstaining from food or something else for a spiritual reason. When we fast, we set aside our desires for physical fulfillment in order to deepen our delight in God. Now, even that definition, basically self-denial, saying no to very normal desires, that seems incredibly countercultural and even counterintuitive to our own needs for survival. So, Chuck, why would someone, like you did, why would someone choose to fast, to say no to those most basic things? You know, as, as, as far as that, hunger is one of the best things. In fact, I just had a young pastor ask me, he said, you know, when you fast, you get hungry. What do you do then? <laughs> 
And, you know, actually getting hungry, and if you do fast, you will get hungry, and it causes you to think, okay, am I just hungry for physical appetite? Is that how deep my life goes, or is there more to it than that? And it actually becomes a great reminder and pushes us in a spiritual direction. Well, Chuck, if you're really hungry for physical things, that's natural. Do you have the same hunger for something spiritual? And in my life, naturally, the aspect of trying to make inroads with people was important to me. And, uh, and let me just say this, too, because really the Engage Network has a great history. It is founded in this principle because I remember way back when, when before we started planting churches or right at the very beginning, when one church was planted, there were two younger guys that actually became church planters in the Engage Network, both Josh Daggett and Greg Pollock who started to ask myself, started to ask Pat, started to ask Dave Heisterkamp about fasting. And for me, what happened was I became a little bit ashamed because I had let the practice go for a better part of my life. And now here's two young guys that are challenging me. What is this? And I had to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, I sort of have given up. This is probably the time that we should get back to this principle. And I'm just, this is, again, reminiscing, but I had open doors at Sailorville, but when the group of five of us at the beginning started to fast one day a week, and then we would come together and pray, we began to see open doors that increased more and more and I really do attribute it to praying and fasting for a specific reasons. There can be other reasons to fast as well, but that was one of the main ones to me, and I had let it go for such a long time. I know that's been your passion very much in all of your life, Chuck, is sharing the gospel, wanting those open doors, and specifically as you described it, you've been fasting from food while specifically praying for open doors. Right, and, and I've exactly been trying right. to I've been trying to to lean into that some as well. Uh, but we also see in the scripture sometimes there are other ways to fast and even other reasons to fast. I just think personally for myself, um, right now I'm fasting and praying about the location of the the future church that we're going to plant. And that goes well with other church planners because they have done that with mm -hmm. great seriousness. God, we have to know where you want us to plan a church and what better way to do it with prayer and fasting. I, I just think fasting gains the attention of God. Hmm. These people are serious about what they're pursuing. They're setting aside to focus on this need before me. I, I think God places a great value and that's why Jesus said, when I leave, they will fast. And in the New Testament, Paul fasted, and when they went out and planted churches in Acts 13 and 14, they started new churches, and they fasted then again. So I, I think there's a great pattern here to see God's will done as we pray and fast. We're just helpless to accomplish God's will. Fasting can help sharpen our focus 
on yeah. spiritual things. And, and hopefully it's a demonstration of our, our faithfulness or our commitment to these things, whether it's praying for open doors, praying for wisdom, and, and there are other ways to fast. We've been talking a lot about food. We might just mention that uh, there are other things that you can choose to set aside. I'm fasting from food, but I've also yeah. uh, even brought my family in on it, even my children. Now, I'm not going to tell growing kids not to eat, yeah. but we take a, a certain chunk of time each week where they don't do anything with media. No screens, no games, no videos, and uh, we've agreed to that. And the mm -hmm. kids are, are intentionally praying with us. We're praying together as a family uh, about this big decision that is in front of us. So uh, there's other ways to fast. There are, and, and other some reasons. people actually, because of their physical makeup, they can't fast. Mm -hmm. They should not fast. I know of one person that tried and actually fainted in their fasting. That's not what it's all mm -hmm. about. And some people, their makeup is such that it wouldn't be wise for them to fast. So there are other things you can come to God setting aside so you can focus on God. That's true. That's true. You've already shared a little bit of the positives that you've seen, but I'd like you to just speak specifically to maybe one or two, whether it's illustrations or situations where you've seen the blessings, the benefits of fasting, either personally or, or corporately or maybe both. You know, I, I personally, and this is where I was challenged, it wasn't actually towards um, soul winning that when I was first challenged with it. It was in, in understanding scripture. And I have to say there have been on a number of occasions when I get towards the end of my fast that scriptures can really come alive to you. And that is a tremendous blessing just there. So it's not just to win people, but it's really the, to see the very presence of God in his word coming alive. And sometimes I remember one of the things when, when the five of us started to pray, I just remember several times when we're there that the prayers were so intense. And I had to think, I, I think fasting is bringing that mm. out. And in that case, it was for people mainly, but I just thought I just saw life come into in the place where you gave up food. It seemed to bring life into the very oh. construct where we were at. I do feel that personally, and and fasting was not a regular part of the the air that I was breathing uh, for a long time too. But it has been much more recently, and personally, I feel that I've seen more open doors and more opportunities for the gospel. Uh, and the only logical, logical connection I can see is that I'm fasting and praying specifically for these things. Hey, one other thing, the side note, you'd be amazed how time slows down when you fast. I, it's, it's sort of amazing. Boy, I could be eating lunch right now, but I'm not. I, I can really concentrate and it slows things down for you a little bit as well. Well, we want to get into practically what to do with that extra time in just a minute, but <laughs> there are real benefits. There are very real benefits. You see those opportunities for open prayer, uh, for, for answered prayer, or open doors. And I think even my, my confidence and my conviction in following the leading and the directing of the Lord, I, I know that I'm not just responding knee-jerk to some of these things because I've committed to times of faithful prayer and fasting and taken these things before the Lord. I feel like it increases my confidence. Yeah. I know that I have prayed about this 
as I should. Uh, I think it's going to be really hard to convince somebody of the value of fasting, but once they've tried it for themselves, I think they'll they'll begin to see even right away the benefit that it brings. Yeah. So what are a few, maybe just simple, basic steps that someone could uh, try to remember if they wanted to try fasting for the very first time, Chuck? Okay, several things. And anybody that's gone out calling with me realizes when we go out calling, I always say, Lord, thank you for this privilege to go out. Hmm. This is a privilege. Actually, I want to look at fasting in the same way. Now, it's hard when you first, that's a privilege. It is actually a privilege to be able to attach yourself to the Lord. And at the beginning, you may just want to do one meal. You may just want to do one meal um, and just see how that goes. And uh, I would encourage you to maybe do a day. Um, um, anything after that, you want to do a little bit more planning with that if you want to do it longer than a day. Um, but just let God work in your life as you just practically set aside a time. And I would say try to, in the time that you would have eaten, get alone with God and just just spend some time with him. Even if you're not saying anything, just before God, you want to draw close to him and maybe hear his will and his word. I would have the Bible around and open, maybe reading some verses on prayer or fasting and uh, just enjoy God. Enjoy God. Hmm. I think that's great advice. We, we don't want our fasting to be something that we get discouraged and burn out on and, and just give up. It's a spiritual investment and we need to be wise about it. Um, I also think that it's, it's a lot more than just a diet. We're not just skipping meals to go hungry. Yeah. So we need to take that time and invest it back into spiritual things. Uh, for me personally, I know a couple things I have to factor in there. And, and scripture says that we don't fast, we don't do it in a public showy way. Yeah. But you can't skip several meals without somebody noticing, your spouse or your family. Right. And so for me, I, I have to be considerate of others. I have a wife, I have children, and I try to fast in a way that normally goes from uh, supper to supper. So yeah. the meals that I miss are, are meals where my family is maybe used to me being gone for work or whatever it is, but I can still enjoy that yeah. supper time with them. So I want to think of others. And I also, I'm also okay with letting other people know that I'm fasting. I'm, I'm not trumpeting it, but even knowing that uh, a brother pastor or somebody else is maybe fasting with me helps me to remember it's not just me. I can't just bail on this thing and eat that bowl of ice cream or whatever. Someone else is fasting with me. And so it's a level of accountability that I think is very, very helpful. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons when we first started to do that in the Engage Network, we would come together and pray towards the end of our fast. We'd all come together and pray, mm -hmm. and that's the accountability to a certain degree. You know, one other thing, Pastor Pat, as we did that for the first year, he said, you know, we don't want to have a pride in our fasting, so during the summer months, let's let it go. And we did. And I, to, to this day, a lot of times in the summers, I don't. Hmm. Um, 
because I don't want to give the idea of pride in something that, that I do. God's the one that works. And, and you don't hold that out as something that makes you special in any way. It, it doesn't. It's just a spiritual discipline that you want to sort of follow to make yourself more effective for God. Well, thanks, Chuck. Uh, this is not meant to be exhaustive, just a, a brief conversation about fasting, and it's something we hope that you'll consider. I'd like to leave you with a, a quote by David Mathis. He's writing specifically about fasting, and he says, We fast in this life because we believe in the life to come. We don't have to get it all here and now because we have a promise that we will have it all in the coming age. We fast from what we can see and taste because we have tasted and seen the goodness of the invisible and infinite God, and we are desperately hungry for more of him. And I hope that fasting will prove that to be true in your life, that you will be desperately hungry for God. Thank you.